0: Hello my friend, my name is Haley Peters, I am your host of At The Bedside, and I am so happy that you're here. This podcast, I want this to be a safe space for us to come together and talk, to share our stories, to empower each other, to educate each other, and to help each other learn to heal from the things that are hard to talk about. So to be honest with you, I really didn't have a true topic or agenda that I wanted to to talk about this week. And then a quick scroll on Facebook really, truly kind of changed my mind on that. And it's what the basis of this podcast is about. It's what I kind of touched on in the first episode of my own birth story. And it's just one of those things that really pulls at my heartstrings and makes me thankful, I guess, grateful, grateful it makes me feel purposeful because this podcast is providing space. So let me explain. I was, I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw a mom post a really vulnerable post about her birth story. And, you know, basically just talking about grieving her, her birth and her labor and her delivery because it did not go as planned. Which is the case for a lot of us. And there's also something else I want to touch on in that. And we will circle back. But that's the case for a lot of us, right? It doesn't go as planned. Or it goes differently than we imagined. Or, you know, the train completely derails. And we don't even know what's going on until it's over. She was basically just being vulnerable and sharing her experience. And sharing her thoughts and her feelings and her emotions on that. Every single comment was someone telling her to be thankful or grateful that she has a healthy baby or there's women in other countries who can't access the health care that you have or can't have children or, you know, I saw somebody comment that she should be thankful because she can't have children and it just made me stop and, and pause, and I it, it almost brought me to tears, if I'm honest with you, because why is it a trauma game? Like, why do we have to be in a competition of who has it worse? I get it that we should be thankful when when things turn out for good, right? Even if experiences are crappy and they turn out good or you go through an awful labor and delivery and you end up with a beautiful child that is healthy. Yeah, it's something to be thankful for. But it doesn't diminish the fact that you need to grieve what happened. And it doesn't erase your feelings on what happened and how scared you were and how much anxiety it gave you and how much you still might be suffering now because of it. And I'm speaking from experience here. You can be grateful and have trauma at the same time. You know, and it's just, why Why did everyone have to come to this woman's post when she was being vulnerable and wanting to talk about an experience and tell her she should just suck it up and be thankful. You know, I saw people saying that, you know, God gave you a healthy baby. You should be thankful. I'm sure she's thankful. I'm sure that she has cried herself to sleep many nights with gratitude and being so thankful that things turned out the way that they did. But I'm also quite certain she probably stayed up many nights crying herself to sleep because of how things went down. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, it, it's, it's just, it's hard. It's hard, however you look at it. I think it's hard. You could have a labor and delivery that went exactly how you wanted it to. And it doesn't mean that your recovery won't be hard. And it's okay if it's not. You know, we live in a society where women are expected to bounce back really quickly. And it's like you don't have the time to process what happened. Because now you have to take care of a newborn and deal with all of the, you know, the daily tasks and activities that that brings. And nobody gives you space to even begin to process the trauma that happened. And I know I'm using the word trauma a lot. And I don't take that lightly. I think that it's something that women are scared to talk about. You're scared to say that you have trauma. And that is because it's been ingrained in us that other people have it worse. You know, it's kind of like when people give you unsolicited parenting advice, like when you post something or you tell someone something and they're like, oh, don't do it that way. This is how I did it. Or why are you doing that? It's so much easier if you do this or I did this and all my kids are fine. It's like, thanks, but that wasn't the point. And that's not what I asked, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, people mean well, but They just, they don't, they don't go at it from the right angle. And it, it's just, it's just hard. It's just hard. You know, I reached out to that mom and I would never, ever share her name unless, you know, she wanted to come on here and share her own story. I'm just, I'm giving you bits and pieces of nuggets that she shared publicly, nothing identifying, but I reached out to her. And I just sent her a message and told her that I see her and that her feelings are valid. And do you know what she responded back? She, you know, she was grateful for my message. But she said, I see why women suffer in silence. And that almost broke my heart. It did break my heart. It almost broke my spirit. But this spirit is strong and we are going to provide this place for women and we're going to be women's advocates because that is what we were put on this earth to do. But the the fact that one post would drive her to think that way is, is just mind boggling. And the thing about it is, I know that all of these people mean well, if you've heard anything like this, from people in your own life, I know that they're trying to make you feel better. I know that they mean well, but they are going about it in the completely wrong way. And it's probably because nobody ever told them that, you know, Hey, that's not really what I need to hear right now. (laughs) That's not helpful, you know? And I I just think we have to do better. I think that we have to realize how powerful our words are and really think before we say things and really listen. You know, a good rule of thumb when you don't know what to say is just to listen. You know, I'm a big fan of saying, you know, telling someone that you don't quite know what to say. I don't have the words to help, but I'm here to listen. Because in some situations, in most situations, in the realm of women's health, you know, whether it be birth trauma or loss or grieving or, you know, whatever the case may be, in most cases, you don't have the words to help. Nothing you say will make that person feel better about that situation. It comes with time, it comes with processing, it comes with getting the help that you need, whether that be therapy, medication, counseling, you know, whatever the case may be it's not going to come from a Facebook friend saying you should be thankful that things turned out the way they did. So I'll stop harping on that. I'll stop harping on that. I did have one other thing that I kind of just wanted to to bounce off of you and to let you know. And this goes with what um, Emily and I were talking about last week, kind of in terms of medical advocacy and speaking up for yourself. So we're kind of going to shift gears for a second here. So stay with me I want to be your voice and let you know that it's okay to ask questions I've done a lot of work in labor and delivery and you know OBGYN in general and a common theme that I see well first first off first off let me preface this and say there are and I have worked with some amazing incredible providers nurses OBs, anesthesiologists, surgeons, patient care advocates, surgical techs, whatever, whatever the case may be. There are some amazing providers in the world of women's health. There are some incredible providers who explain everything to their patients, but there are some that don't. And I want you to know that if you don't understand something about your care, about your care plan, about what's going on, With your pregnancy with your delivery with your plans it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to ask why you know we we would have patients come in when i worked in labor and delivery and they were coming in for an induction and i would ask them you know i'd be the admitting nurse and i'd ask them what are you being induced for you know is this an elective induction is there a medical indication what are you being induced for sometimes they didn't know And sometimes they would be kind of shocked that, like, that was a question. Like, they just kind of assumed, and this is no fault of the patient, they just kind of assumed that induction is just a thing that happens. When, you know, standard of care is not always to do a a routine induction, you know? And I would you know, ask them, well, did the provider talk to you about what kind of induction we're going to do? Because there are different kinds. And they literally would blank stare and look and say, no, they just told me to be here for induction. You know how it, how it is as the nurse, like I'm I'm comparing it to like when a patient has test results and you as the nurse, you're not the one that, that can give them and interpret the test results but you know what it means <laughs> and you have to wait for the provider to explain everything. That's kind of how it feels in that moment. And then, you know, it's, it's not a moment where it's, it's, it's not like it's not my job, you know, but you have that moment in the back of your head. Like why didn't your provider explain this to you? Like in any terms, And so, you know, then we have to kind of explain the process of what's going on. And it's like shell shock. You know, you don't even know what you're coming in for. And now I'm telling you, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this, you know, with their consent, you know, we want to do all those things, but it's like shell shock. So not only are you allowed to ask questions about your own care, it's imperative that you do. I want you to feel empowered and I want you to feel informed on what's going on. You know, take it a step further. Ask for your medical records. If if I'm going to a clinic or a doctor or a hospital and they don't have an electronic like where I can access my records and see notes and everything, that's a red flag. I need to be able to know what's in my chart. And I just want you to know that you have the right to view that. You have the right to request that. You have the right to know what's going on and you should not feel scared. You should feel empowered to ask these things. If your doctor wants to run a test on you and you don't know what the test is, ask. If you don't understand why, ask why and just know that you deserve to have the answers and you deserve to go into your birth and your labor with all of the knowledge in the world because knowledge is power. And that way, if something changes, and things don't go according to plan, and you end up in a labor and delivery situation that you did not dream of, it may provide some comfort if you at least know what the next steps are and what's going on. I think there's a lot of education that needs to be had, and... You know, there are times I think back and I cringe, you know, because I wasn't properly educated on some things. Me and Jolie touched on this in one episode about breastfeeding. Patients that I used to help breastfeed, I cringe now at some of the things that I said because it was not helpful. (laughs) But I had never breastfed a baby until now. And now I know better. When you know better, you do better. So I think we can apply that in these other situations as well. And please know if there is ever anything in pregnancy care or postpartum or labor and delivery that you have questions on or that you want to know more about, or that you'd like me to do an episode on and kind of explain, I absolutely am, am able and willing and excited to do that for you and for anyone who is listening. So I'll leave you with this. We, we kept it short and sweet this week. We're just chatting. We're just chit chatting. I'll leave you with this. Think about who you're surrounding yourself with in your life and know that you deserve the space in the company to grieve, scream, cry, yell, be silent, whatever it is that you need. And if the people in your life are not giving you that, if you're not finding yourself in a place of support with that, it's time to, to, to seek out different support, to have some tough conversations with the people currently in your life. Or to just cut some people off completely. And that's hard. That's easier said than done. But your mental health and your well being and your valid feelings are worth that. You are worth more than that. And and, and you deserve that space. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for being here and tuning in to this week's episode. We will be back next week with a brand new guest and I'm super excited about it. So make sure that you are following at the dot bedside on Instagram for all updates and new episode releases and we will see you soon. Bye.